0: Welcome to the Backport's Top Podcast. I'm your host Jason. This is your host Danny. Fans, we have an intriguing show for you today, but we first have to start off with the unfortunate passing of a Racine, Wisconsin star, uh, that being Brent Moss. Um, for you, those who don't know about Brent Moss, uh, Brent Moss was a, uh, a phenom. Mm -hmm. Uh, in high school football and he uplifted a Wisconsin Badgers football team not only team but program Mm -hmm. to its current standings and Danny let me just say this man one thing that I remember about uh, Brent Moss uh, who helped the Racine Park high school football team uh, in 1988 to a state high school football title. He ended up rushing for 4,678 yards and 78 touchdowns in his high school career. Uh, Almost got back to the state finals in 1989. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Went on to the University of Wisconsin and, again, uplifted a program uh, to where they actually won, uh, in 1994, the Rose Bowl Mm -hmm. uh, against the UCLA Bruins. In that game, Danny, uh, Brent Moss uh, was the MVP and where he rushed for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Uh and he was a cornerstone of that team and of that program Danny. I mean, mm-hmm. we we get, one thing we have to realize is was the Wisconsin Badgers was terrible for a long period of time, man. Mm-hmm. Barry Alvarez came in there, uh the then head football coach who eventually became the athletic director. But he came in there and he recruited and got the likes of JC Dawkins mm-hmm. from Racine Park. Yep. Got Brent Moss from Racine Park. And they were corner cornerstones uh of this program. And I just remember, Danny, man, when Park was uh going to the state for the football teams, man, just the entire city was just uh really really excited for uh, the student athletes um, going to state Mm -hmm. and granted yes park is a rival of ours inner city rival Um, but listen man when we represent the city we kind of put that rivalry to the side for a moment Mm -hmm. and we go ahead and support our own going to compete against the rest of the state. Yeah. Uh and man let me just tell you it was awesome to to witness and to feel um the city and the celebratory aspect of Park football team actually winning state. Not only that but to transfer this over to track Danny, I remember uh seeing the likes of JC uh Dawkins and all uh, running track and Doing the hurdles and everything, and as a uh a young lad, uh on a track team or about to be on a track team, you see that, and you kind of aspire to uh perform uh like that in your respective event, to where you're aggressive and you are committed to excellence, and that's what I really got out of uh, the likes of uh. Brent and others, uh, especially for that Wisconsin football team. So may he rest in peace and our condolences to uh, the family. What say you, Danny?
1: Jay, you pretty much nailed it on the head, man. It was – Brent was bad, and that Mm -hmm. was us coming up. You know, there's – obviously Racine is full of talent way before Mm -hmm. we were born and as we were younger, but he was one of those ones that transformed – the football at park Mm -hmm. and brought them to prominence because they had running backs after him. But he set that. Yep. He set that stage there where you had, you had big shoes to fill following Brent Moss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once he went to Wisconsin and did what he did, he did the same thing. He trailblazed for Wisconsin because they were able to recruit. Mm -hmm. They had him, but then they got like Ron Dane and, Mm -hmm all these other running backs where they could go outside of Wisconsin. They hit New Jersey heavy, as if you can do that research. But he did so much for that program. Mm -hmm. And he was there with Terrell Fletcher, who went on to be a pro as well. And they were a dynamic duo together. Mm -hmm. But as a culmination of things, man, he just did so much that people forget. It's been since what you said 1994 they went to the rose bowl that's a while ago but Mm -hmm. it's not that long ago in perspective and since then wisconsin if you're not at that level that bar like right now this year they're not at that bar and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and people are not happy about that this is looking like pre-brent moss football wisconsin football right now so they've set the bar so high with that rose bowl win and all the talent that they were able to bring to wisconsin mm-hmm. that he he needs his flowers from that perspective that what he did and how he changed the game there and to be for racing and see him on tv and doing what he was doing mm-hmm. in the rose bowl cuz we hadn't seen that Mm-mm. at least you know at our at our age and it was just made it exciting, man. I remember I got a sweatshirt and everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: uh, you just you just wanted to represent Racine. Like everything else, people come out of Racine, we want to support them and make sure they're doing well. And if they run into the hard times, you know, you want to be there as a crutch to help them out, especially if you knew them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely rest in peace to Brent. It was sad to see, but um, he did a lot for Racine. He did a lot for Wisconsin.
0: And now, Danny, on to the NFL where, uh, Danny, the Green Bay Packers finally win one. They finally win, Danny, 31-28 against uh, the Dallas Cowboys in overtime. Sometimes you got to go into overtime for that victory, and that's what the Green Bay Packers have done. Aaron Rodgers, 14 for 20, 224 yards. That's right. You heard right. 14 for 20. Mm-hmm. Didn't pass a whole lot. I think the game plan was to just go ahead and commit to the running game and where Aaron Jones had 24 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers throws three, and three touchdowns. Danny, what a coming out party, if you will, for a healthy, finally healthy Christian Watson where he had four receptions for 107 yards and three touchdowns. Danny, this game was – Interesting because the Packers were down 14 going into the fourth quarter, and uh, they came back. This was Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau, where oh boy, we really thought the Dallas Cowboys was going to do something. Dak Prescott, two interceptions, 27 for 46, 265, three touchdowns, though, and and so. They uh, went to the running game, 22 carries, 115 uh, yards by Tony Pollard. CD Lamb, 11 carries, or excuse me, 11 receptions for 150 yards, two touchdowns. There's something wrong for our defense, especially in the secondary, Danny, uh, where you have CD Lamb going berserk here for 150 yards. That seems to be just a Packers standard. You can have these great cornerbacks and safeties and all. Mm-hmm. We gonna give up to an elite receiver. We're going to give up quite a few yards. Uh, and This was no uh, exception. Um, but what I've seen in this particular game is a little bit more of confidence. The fact that we finally scored 31 points and we finally got over 20 points, that says a lot. I think there's a little trust factor here with Christian Watson. But the thing is, he can't stay healthy, Danny. And that's a problem. I think Aaron Rodgers for this particular game found a little bit of confidence in, uh, in Christopher Watson. Sammy Watkins had a decent game, three receptions for forty-seven yards. He had some critical catches. Lazard had a critical catch towards the end in the in the overtime. I think the big question, the whole Danny that everyone wants to know is: Should Mike McCarthy have gone for it uh, in overtime? Gone for just a field goal? And mm-hmm. points, or should he have just uh do what he do did and go for it on fourth down? I put it like this, Daddy. I think the momentum was with Dallas. Quite frankly, I mm-hmm. mean Dallas had a good running game. I I really didn't see them, the Packers defense. Uh, I mean they they played tough. Don't get me wrong, but they were breaking a little bit. I have no issue with the call here. Yes, you can could have gotten the point, but it, if you would have missed. You would have given the Packers great field position with only a, few, a couple of passes needed to get in the field to a field goal position. So I, I think, Danny, I'm OK with Mike McCarthy's call. Uh, he's going to get a lot of flash flack and he has gotten a lot of flack. But, hey, that's why he gets paid the big bucks to make those decisions. Uh, and everything uh, if you kicked the field goal made it Packers would have gotten it with the chance to get a touchdown to win the game mm-hmm. so yeah analysts can play a part in this decision but I think you go with your gut and the momentum that your team actually had what say you Danny
1: Dallas missed a lot of opportunities in this game to bury the Packers. The first one was the Dak Prescott interception right after they uh, sacked Rodgers for the fumble, where they were sitting on, what, the 10-yard line or somewhere in there. They were in the red zone. I think it was in the second quarter. And Dak Prescott threw a pick. It was a route issue between C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz on the Cowboys. And I thought if they scored there, that game was over because there was no life in Green Bay. But Green Bay ended up going down the score. Ultimately, Dallas came back. I'll tell you this, though, man. There were a couple plays in that overtime and towards the end of that game that the refs swallowed their whistle on a couple PIs, I thought, on CeeDee Lamb because they were all over him, man. And it was like, hold on. How are you going to let this slide now? But it is Lambeau Field. I know how that goes.
0: Hold up, man. Hold <laughs> up, man. Hold up, man. There Hold. you go, man. There you go.
1: But, but they, they did that. But anyway, on that fourth down play, it's, hard, it's a hard decision in overtime because it was cold. And that ball started getting slick and hard and those mm-hmm. type of temperatures. Mm-hmm. McCarthy knows better than anyone. He's he's coached here for how long he coached here for how long, right? Mm-hmm. So he was playing the odds and the play just didn't come to fruition. Granted, he gets the three and then he holds he puts his defense out there to stop him, which they didn't. So it was his they just, I don't know, got dismantled in that fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers was killing him and Watson, obviously, which mm-hmm. I didn't understand either. Why didn't they make an adjust Dallas make an adjustment on Watson? Cause he was, that's who Aaron was going to. And they kept the same, I think it was number 26 out there and he was twisting them all up. So I Mm -hmm. didn't understand why they either double team him or switch up or whatever the case, just make some type of adjustment, Mm -hmm. which ultimately cost them. So we'll see uh, what happens this week, but Green Bay came back on him, man. So this one's on Dallas. They had Mm -hmm. it and they let it fall through their fingers and, now green bay has some life.
0: Danny there was a game on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> what game? <laughs> oh, you know a game. Carolina Panthers against your uh Atlanta Falcons. Uh where the Panthers prevailed 25 to 15. Marcus Mariota uh 19 for 30 for 186 yards, two touchdowns. Um but Danny, your team takes the L. What say you?
1: Jason, we always struggle when we go to Carolina. It's one of those things where like Indianapolis struggles when they go to Jacksonville. Every time we go to Carolina, we struggle. And Dante Foreman went off. He had 130 yards rushing. And he killed us a couple weeks ago in that uh, thriller where he had three touchdowns in that game. But Mariota's numbers are deceiving for those of you who suffered through that game on Thursday night, he had two touchdowns, 186 yards, but he made some questionable throws and he was missing throws. And like one time he was getting sacked and he just threw the ball in the air. Like he was going down. He just threw it up in the air. Thank goodness they didn't pick it off. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, man, is it time for Desmond Ritter? to come in the rookie they selected out of Cincinnati coach today said no he's staying with Mariota there's no reason to go away from Mariota but it they just didn't have it and like I said it you have a team Carolina that you should beat handily and they just this game wasn't as close as the score was Atlanta did come back and they closed it within a touchdown it was 22-15 their cornerbacks from Atlanta, they dropped probably three or four interceptions right in their hands, especially at the end. There was one, it was a pick six. hit him right in the chest. If you would have ran the back, could, they could have won the overtime, but obviously they didn't. I'm curious. We're four and six now. You can run Mariota out there again. We're in the thick of the playoff race because the NFC is terrible. But truth be told, you got to start integrating Ritter just to see what you have. Because if he isn't what you think he is, and you end up with a decent draft pick, you there's a lot of draft capital or quarterback draft capital out there coming out this upcoming draft. You want to know what you have. So I think it's time to at least throw throw him out there for some plays just to see what he can do and uh, spell Mariota, because like I said, some of the decision making was tough to see, and they shouldn't have lost this game.
0: Danny, another intriguing game uh, for Sunday was the Minnesota Vikings against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, there's a whole lot in this game, Danny. I mean, <laughs> from some just amazing catches by Justin Jefferson. And, oh, by the way, the Green Bay Packers had a chance to draft Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, he had an awesome game, man. 10 catches, 193 yards. Uh, touchdown and man, these Minnesota Vikings. I don't know, Danny. I, you know, they're eight and one now. Kirk Cousins 30 for 50, 357 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook 14 carries for 119 yards. I mean, it seems like the Vikings are putting it together uh, to make a run here. Um, but man, let me just say. Buffalo had this game won. All they had to do was just maybe get an inch outside of the doggone end zone, and mm-hmm. they would have won this game mm-hmm. in regulation. And what happens? Josh Allen, the what center, of the quarterback exchange. This didn't go well. Fumble happens. Minnesota picks it up in the end zone and scores. Um, and then goes in overtime. Let me just say this, Danny. Minnesota Vikings, I hate to say, it, is really for real. Um in a week NFC this year. It's starting they're starting to kind of pick up. So you still have the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You still have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh you have some teams that are, you know, still kind of in the running here. You got the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there's going to be another team though, that emerges out of the ash, emerges out of the shadows, uh, to make a run here because yeah. we got 17 games. Mm-hmm. So we still, I mean, we're halfway through the season. Yeah, we still have opportunities by a lot of these teams to really make a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo Bills, man. Uh, 29 for 43 for Josh Allen, 330. 330- 30 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Didn't know if he was going to play or not based upon an elbow injury, yep. but he played and he played, oh man, he threw picks uh, in the red zone, Danny. And so I don't know. Stefan Diggs, 12 receptions, under 28 yards. I, I think that maybe it's time to rethink Buffalo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It seems like they can't win these big games, man. And I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens to the Buffalo Bills the rest of the season. So, awesome game. Uh, One of the games of the day. What say you, Danny?
1: Yeah, hey, Jay. There was a catch, too, by Steph Diggs earlier in that game, which was amazing, a one-handed catch where he jumped out of nowhere and snagged that ball. And then Jefferson had his catch, which stopped Diggs' catch. Minnesota, man, they they, I don't know how the heck they pulled that out. They just Buffalo just handed that game to them. There was they had no life. Minnesota, Jefferson was doing his thing, but they let Dalvin Cook have an 80-yard run, touchdown run in the fourth quarter, which springboarded Minnesota to think they actually had a chance to win this game because it was 27-10. And then Cook Cook had, I believe, 15 yards up to that point. They shut the running game down. They're, their defense was playing awesome, and then all of a sudden they just they just folded. It was tough to watch from that perspective just to see how they were shutting them down. All of a sudden it was like, Olay. But uh, Minnesota does it again. The thing is, I think with the NFC, and we had the Eagles tonight against the Commanders, but it's not a team where you look at and like, dang, they're dominant. Like, the Eagles aren't defeated, but they've had a lot of close games as well where they're not just destroying teams. They're, they'll are they take a big lead and then let the team back in. You got the Giants, who got past the Texans yesterday. Saquon Barkley had a heck of a game. Uh, the Buccaneers won yesterday. So it's and the Seahawks' lost. So it's one of those things where there are a lot of teams kind of in that middle. But there's no one – like I look at Minnesota, they can be had in the playoffs. So that's where I'm looking at It's not a dominant I agree. team. Yep. There, I are, agree there are a lot of teams that are that are good but not great. So over time that may change. Like San Fran, you mentioned, they won last night and still integrating McCaffrey. They got Elijah – they're starting to get healthy. They got Debo back last night, Elijah Mitchell back, All the running back. So over time they may – turn into something. So right now it's still iffy on the NFC but heck of a game with Buffalo and Minnesota for sure.
0: Then one one game that came up uh on on my feed here. Listen, man, the, the Detroit Lions wins for a second week in a row against the Chicago Bears by one point. Um, Justin Fields had an interesting game where he was 12 for 20, 167 yards, two touchdowns and interception, but he also ran the ball 13 times for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Mm Uh, Danny, uh, 31 to 30. And I'm thinking Chicago gave up two cornerstone, uh, players on the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of curious as to where they're they're going here. Uh, one of their acquisitions was on the offensive side of the ball, Chase Claypool, where he only had a catch for eight yards, uh, targeted only twice. So I think they're still trying to work him in. But who better to work in than against the Detroit Lions, Danny? I mean, come on. yeah. So this is going to be interesting to see how this shapes up. Uh, for the NFC North, uh, I've, I honestly believe Minnesota has this wrapped up. But in terms of the Packers and the rest of this division, I'm wondering if they're going to even have the capability to contend for a playoff spot. That's going to be interesting. I mean, if the Packers get healthy, I can't say watch out, but you know they're they may be in the conversation. um So yeah, this is going to be interesting. What say you, Danny?
1: I don't know what Chicago's doing. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if they're trying to – they are they didn't want to pay the two defensive players, Roquan Smith and mm-hmm. I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if it was – a, and they just wanted to get – do this rebuild with Justin Fields. But Justin Fields these last few weeks has been going off. And it's a shame to see that he's going off, but there's nothing to show for it from a victory standpoint, especially against the Lions at home. So that was disappointing. But, yeah, I don't understand what Chicago's doing. But I'll tell you this, man, on a different game, Miami is fun to watch. (laughs) And they had a Mm -hmm. sneaky acquisition with Jeff Wilson Jr. from the San Francisco 49ers, who had over 100 yards rushing yesterday and a touchdown. To add to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert, they're going to be (laughs) – they keep this up, man. They put up 39 on Cleveland. Granted, it was Mm -hmm. Cleveland, and Cleveland's not playing their best right now. But every week, man, they're putting up numbers. So if their defense can show some life and actually um, give them something on that side of the ball, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs if they keep this up and they stay healthy obviously cuz we still got some weeks left. But man, they're they're an interesting team man and I always say it goes back to Tua. Tua's playing, he's stepping up. I know he had the concussion thing mm-hmm. earlier in the year, but he's bounced back and he's playing really well. Are a great team to watch right now.
0: Danny, I was just say uh mention one other game here and that's the uh Colts and uh the Las Vegas Raiders and where the Colts Uh, provides uh, the interim head coach just Saturday uh, his first victory in the NFL uh, prevailing over the Raiders 25 to 20. Um, I would say this, Danny, there's something going on in the locker room with the Las Vegas Raiders because after the game, uh, Carr, the the quarterback, actually broke down and and cried, man. Um, And uh, it seems that everybody's not all in. Uh, and I think that really honestly goes to coaching Danny and just the culture that they have uh created and the new coaching staff has created. Um, uh, so this is going to be really interesting to see what the Raiders do. Devontae Adams, you know, is you no know, being Devontae Adams, man. Uh, and it's it's kind of sad to see, um, because Devante was so good, man. Nine catches, 126 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he's balling out of his mind. Uh, and it seems like no one else is looking to uh, step up and uh, all. So we'll see what happens there. But congratulations to Jeff Saturday. I don't necessarily agree with uh, the hiring, uh, the way they went about doing it and um, Dahl, But uh, it is what it is. I don't know the team or anything like that. But hey, uh, I think there's something to fairness in terms of hiring practices and, and there's the Rooney rule for a reason. So we'll see what happens and granted, the Rooney rule doesn't uh, kick in for interim head coach kick in case, in you know, for a head coach. Interesting When by the Indianapolis.
1: Guess who started yesterday for the Colts, Jason?
0: Yeah, Matty Ice.
1: Just Saturday said, screw that Sam Ellington dude. I'm going back to Matt Ryan. And, Truth be told, I, they're still in it technically. So why, I don't know if it was Frank Reich. I don't know if it was just from the top where they said Sam Ellinger had to play. I knew Matt Ryan, it it may be to his benefit though, to sit him down because he was turning the ball over a lot and it cost him a lot of games at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So maybe that, you know, set the tone and, this may uh, bounce him back a little bit based on that benching and him being actually healthy too, because he had the shoulder injury. But to the Raiders, I think, man, they lost those early games at the beginning of the year and that messed with their psyche. Yeah. Yep. Where they had big leads in the fourth quarter. And we talked about, I remember that Arizona game where they're just similar to Buffalo. They were winning by 17 or something like that in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And Mhm got dismantled and lost in overtime. They lost to Kansas city early in the year where they had a lead. And I think that's, that has something to, from an Atlanta Falcons fan perspective. I, I get it because mm-hmm. we've blown many fourth quarter leads and it just wears you down from an athlete's perspective and puts things in your head that man, we're going to lose again mm-hmm. until we see zero, zero, zero on that clock. There's a chance we're going to lose. So I think, beginning of the year set the tone for them losing those early games and now it's just snowballed now where they just can't get over the hump so I'm curious how they play this out for the rest of the season and if they make changes in the offseason
0: and Danny I think also what helped was Jonathan Taylor's return where he uh, carried the ball 22 times for 147 yards in a touchdown so Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that definitely helped uh, and all lines seem to have blocked uh, quite well for Jonathan Taylor. So and we'll see how that goes. But again, the Las Vegas Raiders got something going on. Thank you for joining us at Backports talk podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.